When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Dreadliest. How are you feeling today? Uh, top shelf, as you would say. I'm, I'm doing good. You look good. You're wearing uh, you. a millennially madras-looking shirt, purplish, red stripes, yeah. and a pair some, of... Some people call that just plaid, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. A, yeah. It's, uh, it's attractive. <laughs> Thanks. I see you haven't... I actually was kind of surprised you haven't, uh, I see you haven't got your haircut yet. Well, earlier this week, I kept trying. I had a couple of days where I couldn't, and then uh, the, oh, yeah. the, the line was waiting. And today, insane. I was going to do it, and uh, kind of just uh, after the workout, I was working from home a little while, and then my wife wanted to get some lunch. Mm-hmm. She did that before I knew it was here. She was answering the phone, bop, bop, bop. Pretty soon. Day goes by. It's gone. Uh, next thing I know, I'm getting a text from uh, Darkliest saying he's set up in the Yurko and here we are ready to re- rip and roll on this week's edition of 43 Feet, which is the 42nd episode, if I'm not mistaken. You, you're mistaken. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What is it? Do you really want to know? Yeah, of course. Uh, this will be number 99. Whew. One away from 100. Uh-huh. And uh, Kitty you planning? You're planning Ki- something special? Kitty has something special planned for the 100. What does Kitty have to do with this? Because well, I, I asked him for some help. Oh, okay. Is it, I was going to say, maybe he's upset because... Rapido's taking over <laughs> COT, and he's like, "I gotta find like, another. I gotta something to take over here. So I gotta find no. a place to exert my kittiness." No, no. Uh, Rapido's not taking over the COT, and he is not exerting his kittiness over here. He, um, when I posted the one from this past week up, and I said, "Hey, man, you know, episode ninety-eight's up. Uh, this is what we're discussing. You know, blah blah blah." So he can do all the get the get the the team together to make the social medias happen. Uh, I said, you know, we're just a couple away from 100 here. I said, well, what do you think we ought to do? Yeah. He's like, let me sleep on it. So the next morning, he got up and told me his uh, his crazy plan. And you know what the plan is? Uh, it's not the firmly, you know, set in stone the exact logistics of how it's going to happen. But yeah, I know what the plan is. And um, in our tradition, mm-hmm. you're not going to tell me what. I'm it not going to tell you a thing until uh, it just kind of comes out, and then I'm going to deal with it. Pretty much. I like that. I like that. You. You're exceptional at it, so I don't know why it would bother you. Nah, it doesn't bother me. I'm, I know. Um, I'm That's what I'm saying. Happy. That's what I just said. All right. You know, uh, we have a uh, mixed egg. Not going to call Good. it that. Not going to call it I was going to say, not, it's not a mixed egg. We have a question. We, someone did write in with a question, though, and I think it would be interesting to answer that question. Do, do you think we ought to roll the open first? Or? Um, yes. Yeah, l- roll let's it. do that. Roll it. And, and we're, we're back. back. Good. All right. You're listening to 43 Feet, 
a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Okay, this, so, uh, yeah, so a question uh, came in. The question, not a mixed egg, but a question. Right. Uh, and it was it, written into the questions at 43feetpodcast.com email, which email. you are welcome to do as well. I received it from the 43-foot staff email, I think it was called. Exactly. And uh, it was directed to my attention because I think the staff thought I would be the person best situated well, to Well, I will tell you, it. I looked at the question and I was like, I'm going to be honest, I barely understand what he's talking about. So this looks like a dread question. All right. And they agreed. So there you have it. This is Gandalf, not not Gandalf from Charlotte Metro. Correct. Gandalf from F- Valley Forge, right. Villanova slash Philadelphia. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because it's all kind of, I mean. This is the land of, of the Grandstand's land. The, the Grandstand. Yeah, Grand the Grandstand. Grandstand. Yeah. Grandstand. The Grandstand's land. The Grandstand's land. Right. <laughs> um, and the question is one that recurs. Um, yeah, it does come up periodically. Occasionally. Yeah. People and, are like, what did you get that idea anyway? And uh, he, he raises some good points here, so let's try to answer it. Uh, yes. And the question is basically, or on a highest, highest level, why Q? Mm-hmm. And then subparts of that would be, how does that manifest into Q source? Right. And then maybe into some point, how does it reflect itself in the sky Q? What do you guys mean by that? That's yes. how I took his that, question. I, I would say that is a, yes, that is a very fair characterization of the question. Great question. All right. I'm going to try to do this uh, economically. Excellent. First of all, why the letter Q? Yes. Okay, why Why do we call our leaders Q? And uh, why do we define the Q as the man who's responsible for the outcome? Yes. So that's, 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 that's our a, designation. Yeah. Right? That's, that's a pretty straightforward one. Yeah, so but but where did the why why Q and not F right. or, or L right. or G? Okay. Yeah. Well, All we right, know so why not G. Here's how that came about. And in along the way, so many things have happened in F3. Series of accidents or sure. just kind of things that bled into other things. So many listeners know, podpaxers know that uh, F3 was born on 1111 as an outgrowth of a pre-existing workout group that was called the Campos in Charlotte. Yes. The Campos had an alternate name, which has been greatly lost in F3 lore. Yes. But that alter, that alternate name was Cordapellus Crusaders. Which is the name of the guy who started it. No. No. So, which is the name of the guy who... No. Yeah. Go on. Okay, yeah, you guess, you nothing. never guess it. Yeah. So the guys who started the Campos... AKA Cordopellos Crusaders, uh, we're working on a gym together, and they decided, hey, you know, we can do this. Yeah, we don't need a gym. We don't need a gym. We don't need a personal trainer. Um, let's go and do this ourselves out in the park for free and, you know, right. and do it ourselves. Right. Uh, and that was probably, you know, seven, maybe okay. six ish, something like that. It's still going on today. Yeah. And um, Cordopella, QA, Cordopella, was their personal trainer who they uh, departed from. Okay. Okay. Who would periodically come out to check on uh-huh. his Crusaders. Okay. All right. <laughs> and they spelled Crusaders with a Q. With a Q. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that. Crusaders, yeah. right. So they called it the Campos because the park that they were holding it in, Freedom uh-huh. Park, uh, has a bunch of soccer fields, and the soccer field's got a lot of use. 
and uh, right. a lot of that use was from the, the Hispanic residents of our uh, right. city. So they would periodically close the park yes. for uh, reseeding or some other maintenance. Whatever it might be. And put up a sign that said, uh, park closed or Campo Cerrado. Yes. means park closed. Yes. So because these guys were had the same kind of jackass attitude we do, <laughs> what we've inherited, <laughs> uh, they... Named themselves after the sign that said they couldn't be there, which makes sense, right? Yeah, so they called yeah. themselves the Campos. Right? It's that it's that little bird right. with the with the standing on the sure. top of the sign that sure. has the little bird on it that sure. says no birds. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, when I joined this group, the Campos or Cordapelos Crusaders, it was a couple of years old. It had been going on continually every Saturday for you know a couple of years. Right. And um, I was think I think I might have been the first guy to have any military background. So uh, they had a leader, they would designate a leader, and they just would kind of say, uh-huh. you know, you're the leader or whatever. Right. You know, they, they did the same thing we do, right? Right. But they didn't really have a name for it. And I said, well, I started calling the guy the OIC. Which is? Officer in charge. Right. So you always have somebody designated as being in charge. Who's the OIC of this thing? That, that guy. Right. Or the MFIC is what we said a lot of times. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so started with that. And, you know, as a nod to the tradition of it being Cordopelos, Crusaders, right. QQ, I called it the QIC. QIC. Yeah. So for a while, the we Crusader in charge. Crusader in charge. Yes. And after a while, dropped the IC and just said, who's the Q today? Yeah. You know, in the interest of efficiency. In the interest of efficiency. Think of how many hours you've gotten back by not saying IC after that. Mm. I mean, it's, 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 Countless. it's astounding. It's astounding. Countless. So um, that's how the idea of calling the leader. Mm-hmm. The Q came about. Now, as I said, happy accidents and all that. When we moved into F3, and mm-hmm. F3 um, was kind of a plant, if you want to do it right. like a church. We were a plant from the Campos. Uh, and F3 started to grow. We started to kind of build around some of these concepts we brought with us from the Campos, one of them being the Q. Mm-hmm. And we realized that um, if we we're going to run separate locations, which is not something that happened at Camp Campos, has always right, been it's one location, one location right. and it was capped at a, a certain number. Right, of men. that's right. Yeah. So the F three started to grow, and we we're like, ah, oh, we're going to have to train guys up. Right. To train them up, we needed to have a little school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that school, because it's to be a Q, was Q school. Right. Makes sense. Right. Q school. M- much like you would go to right. doctor school to be a doctor. Right. And yeah. Q schools are still run. Right. Absolutely. Throughout the throughout F three. And we have a curriculum, and you know, mm-hmm. we developed mm-hmm. that curriculum that first, I'm going to say fall, I think, of 2011 is when we first okay. developed it. And it has evolved right. greatly over time. And yes. uh, if you had attended that Q school and then you read Free to Lead, you would see basically what started out with, we had like six weeks in a row we would do it. What started out with that, well, the blocks that we would use mm-hmm. became the building blocks, what we wrote down in Free right. to Lead. right. With obviously more to it. But yes, but that's right. Conceptual. And of course, that incorporated the whole Q concept in it, right? So right. Q school, right? Right. Now, that also resonated with me because in the army, I was a uh, Green Beret, mm-hmm. a Special Forces soldier, and Special Forces soldiers are trained. You have to pass through a course of training at Fort Bragg, which is called the Special Forces Qualification. Ah, a course. A Q course. Q course. Yes. Right. So Q being for to be qualified, qualified. Yeah. right at the same time we so we had a lot of uh, kind of christian stuff we were talking about and we would say typically say you know you're not 
God doesn't choose the qualified, he qualifies the chosen. You know, sure, that kind yeah, of we've thing. heard that. Yeah. So that was, we don't really say that much anymore because we've broadened out a lot. But that was... Oh, I just, I, I, we not not heard it in F3, but that's a concept. That's, a, that's that we, a Christian yeah, concept, yeah, right, right. Yeah. But we don't... What we've tried to do in F3 is not tether ourselves to... Right. A particular... Particular faith, concept so that we're, we're broad, right. you know, we're more opening. All right, so um, that's where Q is important. Right. Um, when I began writing the Q source, it had no name initially. I was calling it the field mail, manual virtue or something like that. Yeah. And um, I happened to um, stumble onto this idea of there being this underlying gospel, unwritten, unknown gospel that no one's ever seen. Right. Like the source. Yeah. Well, then that's what they call it, right? Is, is sort of this, it's like a, it's one document from which all the gospels were derived. That's right. Yeah. So the Q, I've seen this couple of different things, and Gandalf puts it, one of them in his email, but the way I understood it was it came from the word quell, which is German for source or well or something like okay. that. Anyway, regardless of what that is, but there's always been this theory or this uh, belief that there's a Q source, yes. right? Underlying source right. of all this do- dogma yeah. or whatever you call it. Um, so I adopted that idea Q source mm-hmm. and grafted on to, to graft onto it the manual that we wanted to write for virtuous leadership yes so I'd already really written most of it or at least what ultimately became the Q source before I named it that right right and, and but that name seemed to fit well and yeah and there's so, a lot of reasons why it works that's right yeah. a lot of reasons why it works so that's that's answers all those things now he also asked about the sky Q and right. indicated that bugs him a little bit which I understand. Well, and, and to be fair, he uh, I don't know if you mentioned this already, and if you did, I, I, I maybe glazed over it, but he, he is a... Uh, he said he's a dour Presbyterian. Yeah, and a, well, and I, and and a student like, of he, divinity, right? I mean, he's He didn't a, really need to say dour. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being a Presbyterian myself, not The Department kind of, of Redundancy Department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, but he's, he's done a fair amount of study and, uh-huh. and this kind of thing. I mean, he's... It's not like he's just yeah. a regular Joe right. going on. I'm not sure I feel, but yeah, you know, so he, he has a reason for not he's, feeling. Uh, he's intellectually offended. Yes. I don't yes. blame him because we've mangled all this stuff. And, and the reason we've done it is typically what we do is we take things that are recognizable and use them kind of like hooks on a right. wall to hang things on, right? right. To hooks to, to hang ideas on. Well, that's how we stock our fruit bowls. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and he brings up the idea of SkyQ. SkyQ is a very old thing. Um, and where that came from is, and this is going to make even matter, Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> originally, because, and we still are, again, we're not a religious group. Right. We're about a faith. And, relig- and we used to be a little more, um, we tr- used to try appeal a little bit more to those to a secular idea of faith, which I know is sure. self-contradictory, but we would say, hang on your hat, because we don't do this anymore, those right. of you that are going to get nutty about this, but we used to say, Gorwin, God and Darwin. Oh, Gorwin, okay. right? Yeah, sure. And some guys, and I get why, got very They're confronted really by that. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, look, all we're really saying is, you can believe in God, you, right. can, you can believe in evolution, but you're belie- or believe in, you know, um, not evolution, but... Um, the the wind? No, what is it, Gorwin? What is it that uh, Darwin believes in? 
Yeah. Is that evolution? That yeah. was, or, or, in, or natural selection yeah, or whatever right, you want right, to call it. Right, but yeah, right, evolution. Right. You believe yeah. in you believe in creationism. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Got got That's sidetracked back. myself. Yeah. You believe in creationism, you can sure. see it that way. Sure. Or you can believe in evolution. Right. Um, and ultimately that's not going to matter to your entry into this group. Right. And we're going to just mix it all up and talk about it and figure it out as men. So yeah. don't get all gaudy. Don't get all Darwin-y. Right. We'll just go Gorwin so we can drive on. Right. 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 It was an attempt to make uh, both sides happy and instead made it. It made both unhappy. sides unhappy. <laughs> So we said, you right, know, dump that. We, we dumped that. And since we already had Q, we we tried Sky Q. I mm-hmm. mean, we had a meeting at my house over this. Uh, you know, this is really sure, early, yeah. this is really early on. Yeah. And uh, the guys that were a little bit towards the secular side had their position. The guys were a little more towards the, you know, the faith side had their viewpoint mm-hmm. on it. And um, we agreed to disagree on a lot of stuff. Sure. And said, let's let's stay united right right toward the common ideals that we believe in and came up with the idea of the sky cue yeah as a way of saying you know can we all just recognize something driving this whole train yeah you yeah know? something outside of us that's right something outside of is, us and that's why we say faith is believing right. something outside of us. yeah so that was reflected a development in our <clears throat> underpinning philosophy not theology because we're not theologists but Correct. We, do, we do have a philosophy we are philosophers no we're not philosophers oh we're not oh, okay but we have a philosophy of sorts of sorts, I would say. Okay. I say that because I, th- I mean, free to lead, I think one of the first paragraphs that says we're not philosophers. I mean, oh, fair. Okay. You know, we're not. So in the interest of consistency. And but, what I mean by a philosopher we, is- We is, have a philosophy which we live by and adopt. Sure. Right. You don't have to be a philosopher to have a philosophy. Fair. I think what I mean is that in, when I think of a philosopher as someone who promulgates a philosophy. Sure. And, and, uh, and Maybe never does anything with it. Well- No. Maybe he lives by it. Maybe he doesn't. Do you remember uh, I'm <laughs> history, history of the World Part Two? No. Okay, so it's an old Mel Brooks movie. It's yeah, just yeah. hilarious, right? But at one point in time, he's a Roman and he's unemployed. And uh, <laughs> he's a stand-up. He's an unemployed stand-up comedian, but he, he calls himself an unemployed philosopher. Okay. And he's getting in line for unemployment. It's supposed to be ancient Rome. Uh, you really ever saw this? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see And he says, uh, he, goes, he goes, okay, what's your job? This is the bureaucrat. He goes, what, what do you... You know, what are you for a living? He goes, I'm, I'm a stand-up philosopher. The guy goes, oh, bullshit artist. Okay, did you bullshit yesterday? He goes, I tried, but I couldn't. Have you bullshit today? He goes, uh, not yet. He goes, are you going to bullshit tomorrow? I mean, he just goes yeah. through this whole thing. <laughs> You're going to beep all that. Uh, that's that's a quote. <laughs> no, no, I got that's it. A it's quote, right? still beepable. So we're not, we don't, when I mean promulgate a philosopher, like we make one up. Right. You know, like yeah, yeah, can't. Yeah. No. You know, yeah. I'm saying it wrong. Immanuel Kant. Yeah. Or Kant, Kant right? Yeah. Or Soren Thur- Kierkegaard, yeah, Descartes, or Descartes, or Kierkegaard, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, or or whatever, or the you know the 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 pre-Socratics, Heraclides, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. All right, I just ran out of philosophers I could think of, you know, but just <laughs> just a a articulated philosophy. Right. We are just articulating an existing philosophy that's modified for use in this particular time by this particular group of men. It's not unique. There's nothing special about it. Neither was theirs. I disagree. Oh, that old bent stick thing. I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but you that's know? that's that's the just Plato. Was Plato the bent stick or Aristotle? That's Aristotle. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, all it is is a different way of looking at the fruit bowl. You know, and you could make that argument. You could say that all philosophy is just yeah. a, you know a pale reflection of what God is really trying to tell us. I mean, I mean, what do I know? I'm a country lawyer, homeschooled dude. I don't. Know. Right. No, I got it. Just a simple uh, caveman that, over here. Simple caveman. So, yeah. um, we're not philosophers. No. We're much closer to being stand-up bullshit artists. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But what we're always seeking, and this kind of dovetail into a 43-ish uh-huh. kind of thing, yeah. is what we're always seeking is a way to be more effective in the way we lead men. And and we're leading them 43 feet in front of where they're driving. So I look back there and I see if we got a problem. I'm like, well, we're, two guys are wrestling over the Steve. Like, What's the deal? You know, God, Darwin, God, Darwin, I'll wait yeah. you two. <laughs> yeah. We got to keep moving down this road. Yeah, we don't uh, have time for all know, that. We will have a debate at any, at, at any given time. We're not going to let that stop us. Yeah. Nothing wrong with debate, argument, embrace it, love it, all that good stuff. But, it, you know, we're not going to let that stop us. There was a time in history when men got burnt in a stake, uh, one stake or another, by whether or not they believed that the uh, communion wafer actually sure. transmogrified into the body of Christ or just, you know, just represented it. You know, we don't burn people for that anymore. But we still debate it. We, we do right? debate it, yes. We still debate it. Yes. You know, and one day we'll all know the truth. Uh, yeah. And I hope that is... day doesn't come any faster for me than it needs to be. <laughs> just, just, just saying, darling. Based on what you're going to run next weekend, I don't know, man. So not to get too deep in the deep end of the pool there, uh, yeah. Gandalf, I hope that answers the question. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. So. Yeah, it's it definitely something we've spoken about before and we'll spoke, speak about again. But it, Absolutely. When, when guys ask a question that's been asked before, I'm happy about that because what that is is an indicia that there's new blood coming in. Yeah. And well, and know, that's the case with Gandalf. That is the case with yeah. Gandalf, right? Yeah. Unless you, you know, we talked about it before you forgot, which is also possible. Yeah. I, I myself need the same thing explained to me about five or six times over time, <laughs> as my wife likes to say. <laughs> the, the, the sorority house mom. Oh yeah, in the yeah. sorority house. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of like summer in the sorority house now because my kids are just like as soon as we hit phase two here. Oh yeah. Soon are you guys technically done with e-learning at this point? <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Because we, uh, we... No, hell, I, got no, I don't even know. We quote-unquote finished yesterday. I, so. I, to be honest with you... It's comical at best. I, yes. TBH, don't know. And I got a... Well, I was saying... TBH, DK. DK. <laughs> IDK. <laughs> TBH. <laughs> I got one kid uh, right now uh, down in Bluffton, of all things. Oh. I got uh, another kid... Lake James or something like that. You, uh, like Gaston. Okay. Like Gaston. And right. then uh, my third kid is actually here. She's a uh, got her first job as a um, lifeguard at a local swim Hey. Club. But it's been raining every day. I was going to say, <laughs> the so, most boring job. And it, with, uh, so our, our pool, our neighborhood pool opened up uh, two days ago, maybe, something like that. And uh, my wife was like, youngest, as soon as that, like the, the instant that happens, youngest is kicking down the gate to, yep gotta to get, get down there. there yep she can't she can't wait and uh and so they've had the <laughs> they've had the whole pool to themselves for like the past three days yeah because it's been yeah. raining well there's been the rain but also no one wants to come for the because of the 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 sipo well i've been down there too in a baxter village pool the problem is that, that darkest is parading around the apron of the pool and a pair of speedos and his band of soleil it's not something you want to see um, some people do. Some people do. You're some right people do. And I'm there for those people. It's uh, pool side pose down time for darkest. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things that people needed a mental image That's of, right. that was not on the list. A lot of today. hello ladies going on. <laughs> <laughs> hello ladies. Well, darkest. Yes, sir. Uh, let me go ahead and engage in my uh, enthusiast uh, thing. Tell you what I'm watching. Well, I was I was going to ask uh, at at some point here and, and today or right now is as good a, a time as any. Um, what's the what's the butcher's word this week? Uh, so I've been watching Ozarks again. Not a featurette. Not a featurette. So I've been I watched the first four or so episodes of Ozarks. Uh, a couple That's years the ago, uh, Jason Bateman. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Which is uh, available on Netflix. There's yeah. three seasons. I began uh, I began watching that as well. Uh, I don't remember several months ago I watched the first episode and I was like, Hey, I ought to come back to that and then I just never did. First couple I liked it and it was about the fourth one. Uh, it's like a there's a teenage daughter and just a scene that I just didn't just didn't uh-huh. sit right. Okay. I, was like, I don't even want to think about this. Because it's kind of dark, so yeah. I stopped watching it. And then um, a lot of guys here around the office were like, no, nah, you ought to pick it back up again, expand. Uh-huh. Anyway, so it really did get a lot better, much more entertaining. And now I'm halfway through the second season, and I would give it a, uh, I would give it a recommendation. Give it a butcher's word, uh, thumbs up. Okay. Worth the watch. Okay. I will warn you, adult, there's adult language. Sure. There is uh, explicit uh, sexual material. Okay. Uh, there's uh, rough language. Uh, Maybe that's why I stopped, and I don't remember. There's, there's yeah. violence. Wow. And uh, as typical with any of these shows, a lot of we talked about lately, there's um, uh, it. Well, actually, I'm going to say it's not typical. Why the show is alluring to me mm-hmm. is because they do a really good job of taking the you know the main characters, the protagonists, um, you know, this family, mm-hmm. uh, husband, wife, teenage kids. Um, and they're very likable people, right? Not well, perfect Jason people. Bateman. They're very likable, yeah. flawed people, right? And um, but they're criminals, right? So it's kind of in that Breaking Bad sort of well ish. Yeah, I get, yeah okay. I see what you're saying. Like, is that, I didn't find Eisenberg to be likable. I didn't think he was supposed to be likable. Well, at first he was though. Well, then you felt sorry for him because he's the ultimate sad clown. Okay, right? fair. And then, I'll give you that. And yeah. then sure. okay. he turned into a monster. Right. Right? Right. So at least now, you know, so Jason Bateman's character, spoiler alert, um, is, he, he, he like launders money for the mob. Or he's a right? financial advisor. Okay. And he's very good at what he does. He's kind of teamed up with a, with a uh, nebbish. Huh. Right? Uh, and uh, he's the brains of the operation. Okay. And they, they're approached by a cartel uh, yeah. representative. And... Um, Asked questions about how they could, you know, if we analyze a thing and analyze their investments, and Jason Bateman is able to pick up on the fact that there's fake accounts and there's something, there's something wrong with the numbers, mm-hmm. and and the reason is because the current guy laundering their money is cheating them. Oh. So this uh, cartel representative is very smooth. Says, you know, we you, you want to come work for us, and he, you, would you take my accounts? And Jason Bateman says, no thanks. His nevish partner says. Off the line. Why would you ever do that? Yeah. He has all this money. He's like, there's something shaky about those guys. And he has a good idea what it is. Right. Anyway, um, the uh, cartel won't take no for an answer. They well, it's not like them. Recruit him and induce mm. him. And yeah. they, give him a, they give him a hearty soft sell. Yeah. Anyway, ultimately get him to overcome his uh, antipathy towards uh, participating in an illegal conspiracy. And then, of course, that goes downhill. Right. Um, he personally never does anything illegal, but his nevish partner of all things is not enough to make all this money skimming. He, he starts skimming, he gets caught, everybody gets killed, and then uh, you know the main character ends up in the Ozarks, which ah. um, is in Missouri, but it's like you'd think you're in like deep darkest heart of Mississippi or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's this giant lake there, not giant actually. It's probably about the size of uh, Lake Norman here. It looks okay. like so it's a pretty yeah. big lake. Yeah, and. Uh, He's it, it, they're just you know kind of wacky characters and all that stuff, uh-huh. but so they're he's been, he's been granted a pass, a very temporary and conditional pass on him being killed, his wife being killed, and ba- you know brutally, on on if he can prove that he can launder money there. Oh gosh, okay. So he's yeah. got to take all this money. He's got like right. five million. He's got to invest it. 
in a way that he can launder it and right. he's got it's some percentage obvious, he's got return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's just not a lot of opportunities and he's just hustling, you know, and crazy and of course oh there's local criminals there. Um but the reason why it's alluring is, is or why it's good watching, good T V uh-huh. uh is because it takes these people who are likable, who you're kinda rooting for and yet they're part of right, a criminal they're, conspiracy. They're, yeah, they're bad folks. And it's not a good conspiracy because we're talking about drugs, talking about heroin. Right. Right? Right. So you're like, I want, I don't want bad things to, but <laughs> there should be bad. It's kind of like when you're watching The Sopranos. You're like, I. Okay. Like you. Yeah. Like for a guy like me, and that's where the whole sad clown thing came from. Right. I'm like, right. Okay. I, I, I get, I, I get, get I get how he feels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was fascinating to watch that. Right. So, and much like The Sopranos at sometimes. The cops in Ozarks, the the local cops are corrupt. Sure. And the FBI is, particularly one particular agent, um, is out of control. Mm. And violating everybody's civil rights. And yeah, just, yeah. You know, um, Wake not so much corrupt as insane. Yeah. Almost insane. Yeah. So you're rooting against the, the, the machinations the Theoretically of the state. good guys. Yeah. A theor- rooting against the, the, the good guys because yeah. they're not good. Right. You're rooting for the bad guys because they're not bad. And and that's what I, I, and so I get what you're saying. And, and, um, and so in a similar-ish way, and I'll, I'll agree, yes, Breaking Bad, okay, if you look at Walt that way or whatever, but it, it, it's a similar-ish idea where it's, it's, you know, everybody's a little good, everybody's a little bad. Yeah, well... So, okay. I mean, in, in that sense. Like, a consistency here would be um, Walt ostensibly had a code. Right. You know. Mm, for a while. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. going to say his code yeah. eroded because you can't live an unvirtuous life and try to maintain virtue. Right. Yeah. It's actually the first the line of where the sad clown came down. It's like when uh, yeah. Dr. Melfi says to Tony, you know, how do you, how do you reconcile, how do you reconcile? Yeah. that you're living his family life with the fact that you're, you know, you're a, you're a criminal. That's where he says, yeah. yeah, everybody expects me to be a, you know, happy on yeah, the outside. Right. I'm a sack yeah. It's like, you know, like that's yeah. not what she asked you, man. Right. But so, yeah. right. So same thing here. Uh, Marty is the protagonist's name. Okay. Jason, his, he has a code uh-huh. and uh, he won't kill people. He won't, you know, there's things right. that he won't do. Right. And he's not, a, he's not violent, right? He's using, he's, he's surviving by his wits. Right. And yet already, you know, by the middle of the second season, he's already violated it in ways Sure. And, and like uh, what the episode I watched last night, his wife named Wendy says, uh, you know, we're, we're doing things we said we would never do. And the, the, th- the whole thing started out with her, him saying, I have this opportunity, expecting her to say no. And she says no. Right. And then they, you know, they're, they're under financial pressure or other pressure. Yeah. She, yeah and she's, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why they succumb to that. Yeah. That first initial decision to abandon you know, yeah. ethical behavior, the, the quote unquote code, an ethical compromise. Yeah. They make an initial ethical yeah. compromise, convince themselves that there's no real victim here. Yeah. Justify they, it. They're, they're, they're farthest. They're, they're not selling drugs. It's money that already exists. They're cleaning already exists. You know, they just justify yeah. it. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> but that ethical compromise has led to one ethical compromise after the other. And so you're watching this guy who's not really a sad client. He's under the gun. Right. He's trying to keep, He's trying to keep his family safe. He's trying to stay alive. At the same time, he's trying to to not harm as many people as he can. Right. But he's constantly put in positions where it's either this guy or you or this guy and or your son or yeah. something like yeah. that. And so you 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 relate and you, right. you feel sorry or feel bad or, or you you whatever sure. and you go man you know. And the forces he's confronted confronted with in mm-hmm. that 
uh, dilemma. Um, none of them are pure at all. So mm. other drug dealers, local mafia, sure. you know, the FBI, the police, everyone he's confronted by is also, man, if not yeah. morally, as morally challenged as he, but more, more so. Yeah. Just, you know, totally bankrupt, to- totally, totally bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's really interesting show. It's a, that's a good theme across the board in movie TV, you know, whatever always, it is. It's, right? always I mean, good. it's so good Yeah, because you just, it's because it's so relatable. We all have this, that is our natural tendency, right? Is to justify a certain behavior, right. to make a small ethical compromise. And then just to sort of let that kind of over time, just dwindle down and erode and erode until, right. like, wh- you know, what would you do for money? <laughs> what would Gosh. you okay got it what yeah. would you do for a lot of money right and he said you know this would be more money when he convinces wendy to go along with it this would be more money than we can possibly ever imagine we'd, we'd be set for life right which sounds I'm, wonderful it sounds wonderful is that really god's intent that any of us are set for life do you want to be set for life well i don't yeah. know I, of course you do well sure do you, who, but who do you doesn't th- want to worry yeah that's right yeah right I mean, or who who wants to not work? You know what I mean? You know, I know, yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Who like, wouldn't? Who, who wouldn't want? Who, that? who wouldn't want to have it, to right. live a worry, a theoretically worry-free life? Right. And, and money right. is one that's easy to point to and go. If I have enough of it, then theoretically I am worry-free with regard to that one thing. Right. In theory. In theory. Yeah. And sounds theory. good. It sounds and really good. It sounds. Really why we good. have the lottery? <laughs> well, that's exactly I mean, I, right. Know. Because well, yeah. lottery in a much smaller scale is a way to get people to abandon their common sense in the hopes of hitting some right. crazy lick. So, well, that's I guess why it's, Vegas exists. That's I why. guess it's possible to to be, participate in a criminal conspiracy, become very wealthy, and suffer no consequences either practically, you know, from the state, or no consequences to your soul. I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible to hit, you know, uh, the you know the big winner. Sure. You know, whatever. Like the roulette will right. come down yeah. and pay out for you and walk away with your money. And, and, and then just never. I guess it's possible. Gamble. I yes. guess it's possible. Statistically speaking. House always, house always wins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Huh. Interesting. So well, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you so watch the Mozart and there's some, I, some I lessons so. to be learned there. You know, uh, uh, if you're squeamish, you're not going to like it because there's it's violent and, you know, gritty. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, and that's yeah. So fair enough. So you're you're pre warned as well, right? Uh, any readies? Any uh, any listeners? I'm still reading the same book. It's been, yeah. you know, it's 700, 800 pages right. long, <laughs> but I'm getting getting close to the end of that, which is the um, Mirror and the Light, the mm-hmm. third uh, installment in the Tudor Henry the Eighth trilogy. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, still a high. That sounds wreck. dense. Like when I. Th- when oh, I hear man, you say it, it sounds oh, yeah. just very dense, oh, yeah, like very thick. Super, it's almost yeah. like a day-to-day narrative. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't really, yeah. So That's a lot. This way, this particular writer writes. She writes yeah. that way. She wrote a book uh, about the French Revolution uh, called to a, I think it's called a Higher Place of Safety or something like that. Hmm. That if you're interested in the French Revolution, don't think you know anything about it. It's good because, um, you know, it's historical fiction and it's just extremely detailed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I knew from you know from school. I never really studied it about the French Revolution, but um, I didn't know. I really didn't know what a horrible, boiling sulfurous product. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. garbage. <laughs> well, 
the you know so the guillotine is is invented during right. the French Revolution for its efficiency. Yes, because you can lop off a lot of heads. Now by the end of towards the end of this you know period, they're just cutting off so many people's heads they can't even come up with it. And you couldn't even find the people that were issuing the orders. I oh mean, wow! It was just such a labyrinth. But you know if you're going to use and it is it is from the the French Revolutionary times mm-hmm. from which the concepts of left and right politically emerge. It was when oh, they sat, okay. sat in the chamber, you know, and initially if you sat towards the right-ish, you were, right. you were more of that. Well, you were royalist. Okay. Because, you know, uh, Louis and uh, and um, Antoinette were still alive initially. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't know exactly what to do initially. But, I mean, so, uh, and to the left, you were more uh, revolutionary. Here was the problem as things progressed is things moved to the left and you found yourself with people to your left all the time. Like you'd start out, uh, you were getting out yeah. lefted and, you know, so, yeah. uh, Robespierre's, you know, was, is, was the leader of the left faction who, uh, cut off a lot of heads. He himself went to the guillotine Ooh. and was probably surprised that somebody was able to get to his left, but they were, but they were. And when you abandon, you know, all forms of ideology, all uh-huh. forms of what has gone in the past, like there's no foundation for your political or your po- philosophical beliefs, something else will rush in. Well, you're just reacting then to the guy. There was just no just end. to your right. There was just like, I mean, yeah, no so end to what, yeah, you, you know, just can't. You know, they changed the, you know, they, they just abandoned everything. Gosh, right? it's a good thing we don't see that now. Right. So, he you says know. says with sarcasm. Uh, well, no, we are seeing it a little bit, but yeah. um, the end state of the French Revolution, of course, is is Napoleon right and you know the, the Napoleonic Empire um, you know so this is an old um, trivial pursuit question who, cra- <laughs> who crowned uh, Napoleon Emperor of France Napoleon Napoleon yeah good, very good. <laughs> uh, yeah he didn't you know up yeah. until that time it, it weren't a vote <laughs> up until that time to evoke that their position their monarchy yeah. was from God they would always have you know like so the whole sure the, okay the, emp- the, emp- the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire would be would have the Pope. Right. I would say he'd, he right. would have some sort of... Right. You know, yeah. kings and queens would have the Pope. Authority. You know, in England, you know, Archbishop Canterbury, post-tutors. But, you know, that that they would try to bind that. But, you know, there was yeah. no religion. Right. So know, Napoleon and, just said, hey, guess what? You know, and then you got Napoleon is rewriting everything, changing the names of the months. <laughs> changing, you know, Napoleonic yeah. calendar. He came up with a metric system. He wrote the Napoleonic Code. Huh. I mean, they took, you know, years and years and years to develop law and just, just, just trashed it. So, you know, if you compare the French Revolution and the American Revolution, the American Revolution is a conservative revolution mm. because the American Revolution was a demand for the rights of a, of a freeborn Englishman. Right. It was a demand for the past. Right. It's like, you know, you're mistreating us. Versus. Versus the French Revolution was off with the king's head, off with everybody's head, at any power authority whatsoever. Right. And then a complete, Anybody else got anything to say? That, you no? know, a complete okay. abandonment of, yeah. you know, everything we ever were. You know, and depending on how you see life, the French never really have been the same. It is, uh, that is a discussion that has uh, come up recently, if I remember correctly. But uh, well, we're talking about there. the French uh, battle position. <laughs> so a little joke yes. amongst us is that, you know, during a workout, if you become fatigued, don't put your hands on your knees and right. bend over. And we call that the French battle position, which, of course, you can't do battle from that position. Right. It'd be tough. To, right. To, you know, to extend uh, the general Americanized joke, you know, about French rifles, right. you know, never fired, dropped only once. You know, it's so bad. It's so bad. And uh, <clears throat> Fiat pointed out something that I, and I had also learned because we listened to the same 
uh, Dan Carlin podcast about mm. World War One. Mm-hmm. French were a formidable force. Yeah, that's, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, I saw his but, tweet about uh, that. I actually had never really studied World War One until I listened to this podcast. And uh, it's a very long Dan Carlin, you know, hardcore history yeah, podcast. Yeah. It takes a long time to get through it about World War One, But it, it's a high recommend, too. I think I've said it before. Yeah, yeah. But that whole thing was fought in France, man. And Great. Belgium and the local, you know, mm-hmm. Benelux. But that, yeah, that area, yeah. That area. But they suffered. Yeah. And casualties. And, I mean, you know, if you had been like me and you knew a lot about World War Two and the kind of the roots of World War Two is, you know, the horrible deal the Germans got into at the end of World War One, and how the French had their feet on their neck and everything. Like, if you listen to this, you're like, it's a well-deserved. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's well-deserved. Yeah. So uh, if the French have never recovered from World War One, I think it's a fair, like Fiev was basically saying, we should have a little sympathy for him. I'm like, I do. Sure. You know. Sure. Because it, it being a, a husk of the men they once were kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we Americans lifeboat that last in, first out. Yeah. You know, they'd already had five years of war. Right. You know, we swooped yeah. in, we lost some men, but, you know, we had yeah, nothing. You know, we tipped the scales and, right. and, and, then, and then moved on and then moved out. Yeah. And, and greatly enhanced our standing in the world, both from a position of power as a power, because we weren't before World War One, but also financially, because we were the world's bank by the end. I mean, England was bankrupt. Right. So everybody owed us money. I, I, I thought I read somewhere where the England hadn't paid back some of those debts until like the 80s or the 90s. <laughs> That's very possible. Very possible. Yeah. You know, but we, yeah. you know, we ended up bankrolling you know, the first part of the, the whole, war. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, if you're a French guy and you don't like being made fun of Americans, over this one point, yeah, I mean, we got some other stuff we can make fun of the French pretentiousness over, but uh, on their on their lack of desire to to be drawn into a long a prolonged combat. Mm. Historically, you're gonna uh, you're gonna say justified. I'm gonna say, well, say arguable. They're yeah. arguably right. right. You know, okay. I mean, I'm gonna say this: their position from their viewpoint may be a little different than from our viewpoint. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. And so. Uh, <clears throat> then that is it, it, all the things we've talked about today that is uh, making a pretty strong case for a positive habit transfer. I love not? how with two minutes left, you like that you're trying to, <laughs> t- you're trying to take it. Listen, uh, as minutes. I listen, Paxers, yeah. as I have fulminated yes. over everything uh, under the sun yeah. that's stuck <laughs> in my swirling snakes of a brain, Poor old Doa, the Doa hammer, <laughs> has been trying to find a way to get me to, back to, on topic. To, to and, wrangle and, that back. And wrangle this And people back. wonder why it goes over 43 minutes. Right. Well, so I got two minutes to say. Oh, you got plenty of time. Nah, listen, As we would say in the past, take the time you need. Positive habit transfer of the PhD. Yeah. Right? It's the ingraining of, a, ingraining of advantageous tendencies in others. Yeah. Simply taking what you know and passing it on to another. The positive things. The positive things. Yes. Right. So that's a part of the live right. 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 So oh, We don't have to explain all I'm saying, but we know what we know or should know or go back and listen to the old episode, right, of what positive sure. habit transfer right. is all about. My point is just that the justifications that we make and these kinds of things that we do in our lives and that we see play out in our cinema and in our books and you know, whatever, whether it's fiction or, or even just in history, right. in the nonfiction that we, we see and read when, when we are absent those positive habits, right. And, or, and a virtuous leader to, to transfer them to us. That's uh, that's when we start getting ourselves into trouble. Yes. It is a way, I should say. Yeah, I'm going to say that's absolutely true. Um, 
I think of, and we've talked this before, it's kind of an emerging concept in my head of the, uh, the that, this. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. If I do that, then this happens. Mm-hmm. If I don't do that, then this then does this not happen. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And these are positive habits, right? Right. If I uh, get up in the morning, you know, at a certain time, it's much more likely that I'm going to go to the workout. Sure. If I communicate to my shield lock the night before the workout that I'm going to be there, hard commit, it's much li- more likely that I follow through. Much more. Much, much more. Yes. Right? It's not a guarantee. Just like, you know, Jason Bateman is not guaranteed right. to not act uh, well, the way they did. But you actually got in a great, uh, you know, Twitter tennis game with uh, F3's Agony this week. About well, I had just legitimate questions. Because I did not agree with what he said. Right. So I enjoyed watching it transpire because I think I know you both well enough to know you were talking about almost the same thing. (laughs) Uh, But he essentially was saying that it's not a series of kind of man-made habits or you can't can't depend on accountability to stay right because ultimately you have to make a spiritual decision. Like you have to give yourself over to the spirit, which I know you believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, but you were also saying without the accountability, you won't get there just saying those two right. things in conjunction. Right. But I think I understood what he was saying to be that alone. Sure. The accountability group alone. Sure. Will not get you where and, you want to go. And, and I agree. With and that. he, and he is probably right about that. Yeah. Right. So you could say for the, that, this, like I have learned to do that to produce this. If there's no underlying purpose in the, this, right. You know, then, and who cares? Right. Yeah. So you take the, the piece of scripture that we underpin the king with, for instance, mm-hmm. which is First um, Corinthians 9.25, right? Everyone competes in the games. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We get to get, do it for a crown that will last forever. In other words, uh, everyone competes in the games going to strict training. So yeah. strict training is a physical training, right? Right. So Paul is using the, the uh, image of... You know, an Olympian, basically, he's talking right, Greek, right. right? So, you know, you you're going to be in the the, the games, right? Mm-hmm. So, because you're going to run this race, you don't just go out there the first day and run. You get, you know, right, you, you, you don't have any stamina, game, right? right? So, you build up that stamina, right? You go into strict training. training. You watch what you eat. Mm-hmm. You go into training. Now, the the Greek, the Greek, you know, which is the way that a, a Jew in those times, like Paul, would have referred to someone who was not, you know, uh, a believer, like a Greek, like a, a right, sophisticated, right? right? Yeah. Um, a Greek does it to get a crown that will not last. And if you picture kind of that leafy half yeah, yeah, thing, little, yeah. you know, the Caesarish. We think yeah. of it as Caesar, it's really the Greeks. Yeah. You know, but the, the Romans adopted it. That, you know, that thing, you put it on your head, you're like, congratulations. You know how long that's lasting? Right. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. going to die. Two days, right? yeah. You know, it will not last. But they get it to a crown that will last forever. And he's uh, talking right. about what, the, what the Christians believe. Yeah happens when you reach heaven, right? You're glorified right. and you'll become uh, in the image of Christ. Not so that's a physical a, crown. Right, that's a yeah. Christian belief, yeah. right? A spiritual crown of sorts, right? right? So that's right. what he's saying. So this is a deeper and more uh, obviously divine, but also um, a longer lasting, right? Right. That's right, internal. Right. Eternal, yeah. Eternal crown. So what's your purpose <clears throat> in the that to get you to this, right? Okay, so I AHC to my seal lock, uh-huh. So it'd be more likely that I get up in the morning and follow through on my my king, my physical training, right? Right. It's more likely to do that. Why? Oh, so I'm going to win a mud run? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's a crown that will not last. Right. 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 And no, no, I do it because for all the things we go through with the king, so that my body right. will be stronger. You know, it houses the spirit. Mm-hmm. All those things. So, um, 
flip it around. So I agree with agony in this sense. Without that purpose to seek to, yeah. to transcend the flesh as best you can here on earth into the spirit, without that desire to do that, that goal to do that, right. that draw to do that, you're ultimately not going to. Well, it's, it's it's the same kind of thing that you would talk about. Uh, you know, a, a, a leader is a guy who's followed when he's in the room, right? That's right. right. So you know, a very it, good point. Yeah, in the same way, like a very good point. You said ha- what I said. Having, <laughs> oh. it's, it's amazing how brilliant you are when That's you repeat right. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, th- th- my accountability group, as long as they're sitting right sure. there in my face, telling me what to do, sure, I can comply and I can change my behavior and I can modify right. whatever, right? But if I don't have a sufficient reason behind it and if i have not given myself over to the understanding of the larger thing right. so the daily training right if i don't really see the value in that right i'm just doing it because they're the ones harassing me to do it sure then as soon as they're gone it goes it's over and you know agony's given this sermon several times uh in several different ways though around this idea of christ saying to his disciples when they originally he confronts them why are you here yeah you know what is it you're asking from me mm-hmm. you know why are you following me why would you find? Why are you here? Right. So you could say the same thing. You know, um, if you wanted to have guys not come to your workout, they show up and go, "Why are you here?" So right. we, you know, <laughs> we do it in a more subtle way. Right. Right. What is a man searching for when he shows up? You know, post to a workout. You know, he's searching some fitness, some fellowship. Yeah. He may not realize it, but he's searching for purpose. Right. And um, that's why F three kind of works is because it provides that eternal purpose to a man. He's like. I mean, you know, I know guys have come to F3 for a while and 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 stopped. Sure. Right? So, you know, some of them um, didn't last a week, two weeks or whatever. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. I know guys who showed up, got crazy into it for six months, a year. Super zealous. Super zealous. Free, like just grew like crazy. Yeah. And then, boom. Yeah. Suddenly the sun came out and they weren't there anymore. Right? Mm. I also know guys who have done it and stuck it out. But over time... The world's gotten to them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. you know, they they did it, but they become cynical in some way. Um, Maybe they got offended. They Maybe got offended. They, yeah, who knows? They over they get overcome by the worries of this world. No, yeah, I, I was gonna say other way. Yeah, they right. they they found themselves with nothing but virtual workouts that, and right. decided to that's you know, right. Just and then I know guys who, for the last ten years, from day one, have steadily come and steadily incrementally increased, right? Mm-hmm. Accelerated. You know, o- over time, not perfect. No, no, not not to say they don't have a week where they go home, even a month or whatever. I, right. I've had two six month injuries. Right. In, over this time, uh, over the past 10 years. But I'm back, you know, and I've come back both times. So I know a lot of guys like that, too. And those are the guys that found the good soil. Right. All right. So that was, you know, probably obviously the parable of the sower. I was just was just parallel. Yeah, no, I got it. And so that's my way of agreeing with both agony and, and you on this. Yes, without the desire to allow yourself to be transformed in some way, and I'll say this to Christian Paxers, for a Christian, that idea is pretty sure. well set out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you have to abandon yourself, right. um, be driven by the Spirit rather than the flesh, you know, and that's what Agony was getting at. If you're not a Christian, this idea shouldn't bother you, you just right. don't believe in it. Yes, you know, it's irrelevant. You could even substitute names for it, and you could say, uh, you know, a higher purpose or, you know, whatever. Sure. You know, um, and do the same thing. But I will then take up your side of this, oh, darkly one, and say, without the structure of it, that desire to transcend the flesh into the spirit isn't going to work anyway. You know, for, at least not for me. No, you yeah. know? And, same. And, you know, I need, um, I have the thing I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have the 
the knowledge from failure that I can't get there by myself. Solely trying to follow the light of what I, what my worldview tells me is the goal. That alone doesn't seem to work for me. It didn't crank it along. It doesn't work for me. And having accountability and the other things that, that have emerged in F3, including the virtual workouts, you sure. know, all these sure, things sure. that we've done, you know, consciously and unconsciously to provide just enough structure for men to continue to accelerate, yet not so much that they, they become burdened by it. Right. Right. That is the heart of 43 mm-hmm. is to keep doing that and keep giving guys reasons to, to, to look into their own individual initiative, not for their own solely for their own advancement or their own uh, advantage, but for the advantage of the groups that they're in and our own communities. You know, that's what we, that's what we have sought to do. Yeah. So I think both you and agony, the, both sides of what you were saying come out the same thing. That's why the only thing I, I kind of jumped in and said, yeah, you need all three F's. Yeah. That was my only <laughs> right. contribution to that. Yeah. And yeah. that is, that is ultimately no, my belief. And I agree. You yeah. need all three F's. You need, you know, you, you, you need to have the right relationship with yourself you need to be fit, right? You need to have the right yeah. relationship in your concentrical. You need, that's your fellowship. And you need to have the right relationship with the sky cube, right? right. Creator. Yeah. Uh, or as you know, you and I would say, you know, Jesus Christ. So right. that's that all three components are necessary to consider, continue to live right. Right. Mm-hmm. To get from get right to live right. Yeah. You know, where we are now, now how it, how, to bring it back to home where we are. If you've done those things and you learn the hard way how to do it, you've learned that that this is, yeah. Right. Then you're in a position to hand off those advantageous tendencies. Right. I've got a series of advantageous tendencies that make it more likely than not that I'm going to come to work out. Right. That make it more likely than not that I'm going to get along with my wife. Right. That make it more likely or not that I'm going to um, continue to accelerate at work. Right? Yeah. Same. Or, you yeah. know, and, and so those just are a series of advantageous tendencies, you know, and, and, and the same thing with the, the faith, you know, to. To, to pray, to study, to meet together, mm-hmm. right? To encourage one yeah. another, you know, all the more as we see the day approaching. You know, all those things are a series of right. positive habits, right? That, you know, we call bricks, right. right? Now, taking a brick that you've got, hard-earned, hard-worked, dependable, and handing it to another guy so that he can put it in his, you know, his wall, right? Now, what you've done is you've PhD, you've positive habit right. transferred. Right, and And you would say it's not just something that accidentally happens, although it can accidentally happen. It's also our duty. It's our duty, but it's, I would say, I'm not sure it accidentally happens. I mean, it's got to be a deliberate attitude. So that's why we say it's part of the live right. You have to deliberately be about the business in your own mind of how you do things to say what works for me, you know, my walk is something I'm willing to talk. You know, we say, you you know, you can't walk walk to talk. You can't walk to talk. It's like, I really think that, that, that that's backwards, that there's far more people who won't talk their own walk yeah like they're they they're good are people they're yeah, doing they're, the no good they're things. actually living yeah. right whether they're good or bad is arguable they're actually living right okay right yeah but what they're not doing is taking the advantageous tendencies that that allow them to do it and then ingraining them to others they're not passing them off and there's a slew of reasons i don't want to be judgy who am i to say right all those self-effacing parentheticals right you know and but there's a world of people starving to, to be better, to live yeah. right themselves, to get right, you know, and, and because we are so grateful for what was done for us in our lives that we can turn and take that gratefulness and use that to energize us, to help other people. And here's the kicker. Yeah. Everything you give away comes back to you with compound interest beyond what you could ever possibly imagine. 
you know, you, you yeah. hand off a positive habit to somebody else and that's coming back to you. So I'll just give one last vignette to illustrate that. Sure. Um, positive habit transfer is something I learned in the military. Right. We had this thing we called hip pocket training, which means, you know, if you had 10 minutes downtime or 58 waiting for a truck that was late or whatever, you weren't supposed to just sit there. You're supposed to pull something out of your hip pocket and train somebody. Oh, okay. Right. Teach somebody else something. There's one particular, uh, sergeant and he didn't like me very much, <laughs> which I knew. And, uh, one day we had some downtime and, uh, he breaks something out. I can't remember what it was. He's teaching me how to do something it's valuable. What do you Sure. And I said, well, I really appreciate it. I got to tell you, <laughs> surprise me you do that. He said, why? Because I, I know you don't like me. And he goes, yeah, I don't like you. He goes, but you know what I just taught you may save my life someday. Oh. Thought that was funny, but he was right. Um, it's, it comes back to you. Yeah. Right? Because we're all, uh, to take a little C-19, we're all in this together in a way, right? Well, yeah. In a way. In a, in right? a, if you back out and globally look at it, yes. Yes, globally yes. look at it. Well, okay, right, Dark, we went too long. Yeah, I'm sorry for going off on aggression. But I want to say this. Yeah. You got a radio face. <laughs> I think you mean a podcast face. I do, but will you take it and do something good today? I will. All right, it is. <laughs> See ya. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, Write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Come